Hey, what it do, sports fans? Welcome to the Sports Live podcast brought to you by Multimedia Live. I'm Sboom Jigeli, so your host, and I will be joined by various guests on this exciting new podcast to discuss the latest ins and outs of the sporting world. What a great special we've got for you today. We're talking everything the Milan brothers. We've got Andre Milan, one of the cricketing brothers, uh, brother to Peter Milan as well as Yanaman, whom we were going to speak to in a minute. But with everything that's been happening in the sporting arena, I just want to congratulate the Proteus women once again for making the semifinals of the T20 Cricket World Cup. That was at uh, held in New- in Australia, unfortunately they lost in the semi-finals to Australia uh, on Duckworth and Lewis system. I mean, Proteus, man, and Rain. This is a terrible, terrible history. But uh, we're very proud of the South African women's team. I mean, two years ago they, they they got knocked out in the first round of that tournament, and they've shown incredible, incredible growth as well as beating England for the first time in an ICC tournament. They were actually unbeaten going into that semi-final and very very unlucky not to go through in the end but i think they would have learned a lot from this um i think hilton Moreng's done a stellar job i think uh, all the ladies that played uh danae fanny kirk mignon dupre won a couple of games for the Proteus women laura volfart ayabonga kaka all those ladies exceptionally well done Proteus, of course as well won three nil against australia in the odi series short ODI series that was held here in South Africa against Australia some great performances I think Manus is it Labushen or Labuskakhni I don't know where the divide is as far as Manus Labuskakhni is concerned but he played very well playing in in brackets his hometown of po- of Potchefstroom in the third ODI scoring 100 there and that was brilliant I thought he added a little bit of intrigue to this Australia series of course the last time Australia were here we know what happened with Steve Smith and uh, the ball tempering scandal as well as um, uh, the, the the other guys that were involved in that. But it was kind of very nice to to see a very cordial, cricket-driven, well-spirited series between South Africa and Australia. I think a lot of people learned a lot from the uh, controversy of the last time and it was great to get back to the cricket uh, this time around and just to see the players out there perform without some of the sideshows which happened we remember the David Warner Quinton de Kock debacle you know which some people in some people's view kind of soured the last series between South Africa and Australia but it was great I loved it and now the Proteas are going to India in the footballing front Kaiser Chiefs lost to Amazulu this after a week after beating uh, Orlando Pirates now their league title challenge is hanging by a thread because Mamelodi Sundowns are still in the running and they are out of the CAF Champions League after losing, I think, 2-1 on aggregate to al Ahly. They um, 3-1 on aggregate to al Ahly, the, the Egyptian side. So they're going to be concentrating on the league now, which is going to put a lot of pressure on Kaiser Chiefs. Ernst Middendorp is going to need to sharpen his side now, losing 1-0 to Amazulu bit of a downer of a result there. Liverpool back to winning ways if you are an EPL follower. Uh, Chelsea winning 4-0 against Everton. That's my team. So, 
Yeah, I was glad. I think that's our performance of the season. I haven't spoken much Chelsea on this podcast for uh, good reason. We haven't been the most consistent team of the year. And Man United beating Man City as well. With a lot of help from the goalkeeper Edison, which I thought had the worst goalkeeping performance I have seen in years. But anyway, this episode, all about cricket. And we'll be chatting to Andre Malan. So, Andre, welcome to the Sports Live podcast. Hello, Subhu. Uh, thank you for having me. In the Avoya, Ukuteta, Nawe, Namslanje, Keitu Metse, Tata, Hobua, Litati. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, I don't know how you guessed that I was Tosa, but clearly you've brushed up on your languages uh, in preparation for this uh, interview. And I must say, uh, you're, you're one of the uh, cricketing brothers, brother to Yanaman and, and Peter, whom you've said. But according to a Facebook post you put up, I think you've got a career in you as a sports writer, mate. Thank you. Thank you, Sabu. That, um, yeah, man, that means, that means a lot. Um, I appreciate your kind words. Yeah, and I want to read a little bit um, of, what, of what you wrote, of what caught my eye on social media. Uh, and you tagged your brother Yanaman here. This is after he scored 129 in the second ODI against, uh, 129 not out against Australia in the second ODI. And you said, uh, and I'm quoting, no, those two letters must have made a nest in his mind and haunted him as he went to rest in his hotel bed that night. But deep down he knew the truth, that when he gets his chance, he will make the hairs on the back of whoever is fortunate enough to watch him go about his work, stand up. He will provide them with so much joy and awe that they too will believe in achieving exceptional feats while making it look like a weekend jog around the block. Now, I don't think he he exactly made it a weekend jog around the block because on his debut, uh, I think, did he go out on a, with a duck? And a lot of people were like, oh, what happened? But that was a beautiful post. I won't read all of it, um, but I will share it. Uh, on my Facebook as well, but that was a great post. Uh, can you tell tell us about the kind of character your 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 brother is, and uh, how great it was that he recovered from not the best ODI start, but to come back and and score a hundred like that, an unbeaten hundred against one of the best teams in the world. Uh, Yanaman Yanaman was was always always special. Um, so from uh, I wrote in the post as well. Even before he was born, we were we were speaking to him. Um, obviously through my through my mother's pregnant um, belly. Um, so 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 even from before he was born, um, I knew there's something special going on here, and and I always knew he was going to you know break a world record or several world records. And <laughs> well, I'm not going to say unfortunately because. Um, everyone has their path. So Yanaman broke a world record, uh, world record on his one-day international debut. He was, I believe, as um, as people said it, he was the first player to make a golden duck, which um, is the first baller as a batsman um, on his one-day international debut. But then um, Yanaman, I think, broke another world record the next game in Bloemfontein. Um, I think it was a mere 100 hours after the the first um, the first baller in Paul. Um, he then proceeded to score a yeah you know, a, a match winning 
I think that's pro that was probably um, the most important thing for him. Um, as I know him, he, he always just wants the team to win. Um, a match-winning, unbeaten century against against the enemy of old, which is the, the Australians that you alluded to um, earlier in, in, in your introduction um, with all the, all the um, debauchery and shabakals that they brought to our shores last year, or I think the year before that, I think. Um, so Yanaman, yeah, um, Yanaman is a, I think everyone that's, that's uh, fortunate enough to, to know him um, will, will agree with me on this, that he's a special human being, um, not just a special cricketer, um, he's just a very special, special person, yeah. Yeah, it sounds amazing, and you, uh, I did go through the post. It, it was quite the. It, it reads like a, a Sunday uh, report of, on on a player's career. Like if I were to do an in depth analysis or an in depth uh, feature on Yanaman, this is the kind of stuff that um, that that a lot of writers would be looking for. And I think you 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 have a particular gift. Um, yourself, Andre, as I've mentioned, uh, that's 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 sports writing, man. Um, I know you played your cricket career, but have you ever thought about being a sports writer? Sabu, <laughs> uh, so, uh, look, last year, where are we now? We in 2020 now. Um, last year, um, I I, um, I went through a little a little something that um, that I that I thought about everything after cricket, you know, I think, I think most sportsmen, um, and in, in our case, cricketers, sometimes that thoughts creep into your head. What am I going to do after cricket? You know, where, where is this going? Where, you know, how am I going to, um, get out on the other side? So, um, I thought about it a lot, what I'll do after, um, writing, hopefully, will be one of one of those passions that I pursue. Um, I think I'm very fortunate and lucky that that I enjoy it. It's a passion for me. I I enjoy writing. I enjoy typing um, very passively aggressive emails to institutions that have not lived up to my expectation of what they should have done. But that's a, that's a conversation for another day. I won't go into that now. Um, but. Yeah, so 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 I appreciate again. I appreciate the the current um, words that that um, that you think that there's there may be a, a future for me in writing, and that's definitely one thing that I'll I'll try my best to pursue whenever whenever the powers at um, that be decide that I'm not I'm not to have another another cricket contract. Um, so I hope that's only in about 12 years. I try to look after myself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. But yeah, um, I'll um, on that. I think I, I, I think um, it might be an interesting viewpoint for a lot of people to to actually get uh, writing from. I almost want to call it from within the belly of the beast. So. From the viewpoint of a player himself, um, that's still um, in his own sporting career, and um, and yeah, and um, I, I, look, I count myself the luckiest man alive at the moment because I'm just surrounded by the most incredible people. I mean, um, my younger brother is a protea. 
um, but that's I mean that's almost uh, uh, that's that's just one of the many hats he wears. He's, he's like I say, he's a special person. So I'm sure we'll dive into that. My older brother um, Peter, um, he's a protea. Um, that is a that is a book on its own. That's a, I'm sure I'm sure we can we can have another ten podcast, and I won't even cover one um, percent um, of his own story. And then, um, yeah, I've been I've been fortunate enough now that we're on a sports show. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to be around and between so many gifted, incredibly t- talented sportsmen um, that that um, I just find myself very lucky to to um, see what what I'm seeing. Yeah, I think it's 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 unbelievable. If you were able to sort of uh, during your career just do it as a vocation, uh, either blog about it. I mate, I've I've read a few guys who who've um, get got that natural writing ability and are also sportsmen. Um, uh, there's a guy called Peter Roebuck who used to be a cricketer for 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 England um, back in the day. He actually played with uh, Ian Botham. Uh, but then he he actually carved out a, a even better career as as a sports journalist. Unfortunately, he died a few years ago. But you know, um, there's there's quite a few of those guys that just somehow get a post career uh, that that supersedes their 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 uh, their sports career. And um, but not to say that your 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 cricket will be diminished by it by any chance. Uh, but it's definitely something you ought to look into. Being a sports writer myself, I've been—I was thoroughly impressed by the post. But I want to uh, ask you now about how it was like growing up in the Milan household. You guys grew up in Elspreet, I believe. Yeah, yeah, we we grew up in Elspreet. We were very fortunate to to have a wonderful child, a childhood provided by by our parents, Johan, uh, our father, and Tessa, our mother. Um, we were we were very fortunate to have, or well, to still have parents like them. I know everyone says they have the most wonderful parents, and that can be true because it's a very subjective opinion, um, and the parents can only be parents to their own children. So I believe it's correct if I say we had the best parents in the world, but that doesn't say that other parents can't also be the best parents for their own children. Um, one thing, one thing that. I think I can speak for all three of us. Um, we we are eternally grateful for their um, for their encouragement. Uh, they they never coddled us. They they encouraged us permanently, and by that I mean they gave us the platform to be courageous. Instead of being overly protective, which many parents are, and for good reason, that makes sense. Um, for example, I mean people these days have less children. They're older when they get children, but that's not that's not on today's topic. Um, they gave us the opportunity. They gave us the opportunity to to fortify ourselves. So they didn't they didn't protect us. They provided us the tools to. I almost wanted to say protect ourselves um, for when the storm for when the storms will eventually come. So, you know, they they showed us how to build our own personal. Um, arcs, if I can, if I can go into the archetype a little bit, and um, for that, for that, I mean, if 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 I can just do ten percent of what my parents did for me for my children, um, hopefully one day, then then I'll I'll die a very happy man. 
Uh, that's incredible. And, uh, you know, f- for the mere fact that uh, all three of you became professional uh, cricketers, uh, two already pro tiers, and, and who's to say it might even be three out of three because two years ago, uh, not a lot of people would have said uh, your older brother Peter was going to be a, a, a pro tier. And, and, and there he was making the most courageous 84 not out I've ever seen, almost saving the, the, the test match at Newlands against uh, England. You know, I think his 84 actually probably merits a, a century because he spent 369 minutes in the middle, which is quite, quite incredible. And what were, what were the like um, garden uh, or, or, or street cricket uh, competitive games like between the three of you? Considering that Yanoman's actually quite quite younger than 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 you and Peter, um, yeah, I think he's five years younger than you and seven younger than Peter. Uh, yes, um, that is that is correct. So, if you just can imagine the scene um, playing itself out, where Yanoman is, it's is about five years old, um, myself ten, and Peter twelve. So. Peter, Peter will will most of the time have been the the batsman. Um, myself and my father, which was the groundsman, the umpire, the first change bowler, and the sponsor, we were um, more often than not the bowlers. And then Yanoman was the fielder, but Yanoman was um, confined to the back of uh, a tree in our backyard just for 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 protection. Um, so so Yanoman. Um, Yanoman eventually um, um, got the the go ahead from our mother, um, and I assume our dad that um, that he can come come from from out of the tree or well, from behind the tree and join the game proper. So back backyard backyard cricket was looking back now. I, I can't I can't think of a week or a a day or a weekend day where we weren't in the backyard playing. Um, my father. Um, like I said earlier, um, they provided so many tools for us, um, and and one of the things he did for us, um, just by his own, I mean, just by his own, I don't know, I don't know if he um, looked too far into the future, but he he built a a one lane cricket net just next to next to the house, so just a just a a cricket net. Um, and and we played there um, permanently. It feels like to me now. Um, so so backyard cricket was 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 always big. Um, we also played um, bedroom cricket where we would wake up my father um, when he tried to sleep late on weekends. We'll just burst into the room and um, one one guy will stand on his on his knees and bat in front of the TV set, and my dad will lay in bed, throw the tennis ball, and we'll be the fielders. Um, there was, believe it or not, there was bathroom cricket where he would um, sit, where we where he would sit on um, <laughs> on what we called the throne, and we would burst into the bathroom as well and give him a tennis ball to throw to us, and obviously um, we'll just be in that confined space fielding and just jumping all over each other and um my actually when when this post um uh, when i when i posted this um one of my family members of one of my um cousins um that we grew up with um she's living in bloom she said she remembers a time where we couldn't find a 
cricket bat um, when we visited our grandparents in Camus, which is very close to Uppington in the Northern Cape. And um, so we couldn't find a cricket bat, so we just decided, okay, it's fine, we'll take a, um, a spade and use the spade as a cricket bat, so no problem. So we, we, were, we, were, we were creative, we were innovative um, by the mere fact that I think my, our parents, um, our parents um, always let us play our, our, our little games wherever we went. So I think, I think we were incredibly lucky that, that that might have spurred on a little bit of the, the creativity and innovation that you'll, you'll see in Janeman, um, in Janeman's game and in Peter's game, um, in Peter's game and in myself. Um, so I think, I think all of those small, small things that happened when, when we were younger definitely played and still plays a role in our daily lives today. So that was quite enjoyable. Um, taking a trip down memory lane now to think about all those days and years spent just, you know, just playing the game you love. Yeah, quite incredible. I, as you're saying that, I actually feel sorry for your mother. <laughs> we had to put up with <laughs> all of this I- I- indoors cricket. That um, Look, we, is... we, 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 we always joke. Um, everyone says um, exactly that same phrase. They feel sorry for mom that she had to had to um, <laughs> almost deal with, with this three little terrors. And we say, no, no, sometimes she didn't have three boys. She had four boys because my, my father um, he enjoyed playing with. So sometimes she had to, had to contest with four, four boys instead of just three. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, mothers have to do that at times. I have to mother our fathers as well at the same time, which is funny at times but um yeah you guys uh, took on the game you know you took it seriously and uh, in 2016 i read that you you guys made history by becoming the first band of brothers to score hundreds in the same match on the same day and you weren't even playing in the same team. Uh, Peter was playing for Western Province. Uh, you and Yanaman were playing for Northwest. Peter scored 117 not out from 185 balls, 15 fours and 1-6. Yanaman scored 135 from 158 balls, 16 fours and 2 sixes. And you scored 101 not out from 106 balls, uh, 7 fours and 2 sixes. What a day that would have been. I mean, what in the world happened that day? That was, um, sure, when that day ended, I, I almost, I almost, no, definitely I said to myself, how do, how does it get better than this? So it was almost like it can only go downhill from here, but I mean, that was, that was incredible. Um, so what happened was, um, as you said there, we didn't even play in the same team, so Peter, um, at that time, still played for Western Province, so that's the provincial side that's just underneath the franchise side, the Cape Cobras. Um, myself and Manu, we were at that stage, um, all, yeah, both of us were still studying um, our um, separate degrees um, in Potchefstroom, so we were playing for the Northwest Dragons um, out of Potchefstroom, which is also a provincial side just underneath the, the Lions um, franchise, based there, I assume, very close to, to you guys. And, yeah, what happened was, um, I'll give you a little bit of background. We, we never played, the three of us, 
always played together in the backyard. We we played together in the nets. There might have been some cases where we trained together in a professional environment or a yeah like a school environment. But this was the first time that we all took the field um, in a uh, professional first class match. And Peter playing for one side, myself and Janeman playing against each other. So. Um, and then we flew down from Joburg, myself and Janeman, to Cape Town um, because the game started on Thursday. So the three-day game was Thursday through to Saturday. And on Wednesday, uh, myself and Janeman went to visit um, Peter at his home um, because he obviously lived in Cape Town um, at that time. And I um, proceeded to, I don't know where it came from. It was, it was, it just blurted out of my mouth and I said, surely at least one of us will score a hundred this week. Um, and, and Peter and Janeman almost at the same time just gave me this cold death stare because as cricketers, you are very superstitious to not almost jinx yourself by saying that. And, um, and I just, I don't know where it came from. It just, it just, I also, I'm also a little bit superstitious. So you, you tend not to do certain things um, uh, when you think about cricket, but yeah, that's, I'm sure everyone has their own little, little stuff. Um, so myself and Peter, um, I don't think a lot of people know this and it seems like there's a trend here. Myself and Peter um, in the first innings, so the first class games for the, for the listeners, maybe not that um, acquainted with um, more uh, first-class cricket, is there's two innings per side, so you almost get two um, bites at the, at the cherry, um, if I can say it like that. So myself and Peter both got ducks in the first innings, so that is zero runs in the first innings. And um, Janeman's first inning story is actually very funny as well. It was on day one, and my parents, we were very fortunate enough that it was... I think it was played from like the 14th of December until the 16th of December, something like that. And uh, my parents at that time could come down to watch the game. And um, so they saw Peter get a duck. Um, they then went on a train ride, I think, from Newland Station to Kalkbai, if I'm correct. So they really enjoyed their day uh, <laughs> by not watching uh, cricket. And... Um, so they came back and they saw the, 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 the change of innings. And at that time, it was something like 5.30 in the afternoon. And they thought, okay, that's the end of the day's play. So they got into the car and they left for, for home. And um, we, um, the Northwest team, went out to bat. And Yanaman scored, I think it was a 28 or a 30. And he got out just before stumps on day one. And we saw them later that night and they said, yeah, bad luck, Peter, with your duck. And then I said something like, um, aren't you guys going to say bad luck to Janeman with his, you know, score? And they said they didn't know he batted. So they actually, they didn't see him bat in the first innings because they just left. They didn't know he was going into bat. And um, it so happened that the game, yeah, the game went, um, went the way it went. And on Saturday, Peter before lunch scored his 117 not out in the second innings. Um, Western Province 
gave um, the northwest side a very gamely score to chase. I think it was 354 in about 70 overs. So you're looking at about five runs and over, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, Yanaman then then just showed um, everyone almost that you can't really you can't entice him with that challenge because he will take that challenge and will make you very very um, yeah you'll you'll regret it. I would let let let's say it like that. And then I was I was lucky enough to come in at the right time um, and bat with him. I saw him get his hundred. Um, funnily enough, Stian van Sale um, still bowled at that time. So we played a very strong Western Province side. It's actually it's so scary thinking about it. It was Peter Milan opening with um, I th- it, it could have been Andrew Puttick. I'm sure it was Andrew Puttick. Um, then Subair Hamza was the SA Engelbrecht, which is a special player on his own, was there. He still scored his last, in his last innings, he scored a wonderful 158 or 160, something ridiculous like that. Stian van Seyde played um, Matthew Kleinfeld, which is still playing for Western Province, and um, Cobras played. So they, they were an, an incredibly strong strong side. Um, Diane Khalim, which plays for the Titans, played for them. Um, so um, Janeman, Janeman got his 100, um, just a little punch through the covers from the bowling of Stian van Seyde. So that was, um, for me, I was on the non-strikers end. That was very special for me to see. And then I was lucky. I was lucky enough to to then score the winning runs in the. I, w- I think I think it was in the last over or the or the second last over. I was lucky enough to score the winning runs. Um, my partner at that time, Vivian Leber, which plays for the Lions, um, which is also doing very well for himself at the moment. He scored a an incredible an incredibly. I think it was 65 not out of about 40 balls, which also helped the team um, win. So. Yeah, at that time, I, I still remember telling telling Vian, I think I was on 80 not out and we still needed something like 35 runs. And I said, listen, I don't know what's going on, but it doesn't feel like it's me betting. I just feel it, it's so weird because I've never, I've never felt like that before. But at that moment, I felt like a vessel almost. So I told him, listen, something, something weird is going on here. I... I'm almost looking at, at myself bad, so so I believe it was it was an incredibly special day, and um, to just to to have three brothers that um, that with their parents coming to watch. I mean, our parents lived hundred a uh, thousand kilometers, thousand six hundred kilometers away. To have them there, it was just it was just perfect. Thinking back about that, I can't I can't really see things. Um, being better than that, but incredibly, it almost seems as if, as if with Peter's debut at Newlands, it was just as special. And now with Janeman's comeback hundred at Bloemfontein, it was, it almost emulated that. Um, so yeah, that that was a very special day, very special time, um, in in our lives. We still went away as a family after that, um, for our Christmas break. So it it came at the perfect time where we could almost just soak it in as a family um, in Camus, um, where we as the Milan family always go every alternative Christmas um, for about a week. And yeah, that was that, that was an incredible, incredible three days um, where we could all three of us score hundreds in the same game in the same day um, with our parents watching, watching us in person. 
Wow, that's it's quite incredible, mate. And I'm sure your parents are very, very proud to call you guys, you know, sons. Um, two of you guys, Proteus and Janaman's been included in the ODI uh, team that's going to India. Um, just before we close off, can you just tell me about Peter's um, sort of resilience in, 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 in sticking with his career and playing over 150 first-class matches, getting 10,000 first-class runs and um, and in the past not being in consideration for the pro tiers, you know, what gave him sort of the drive to to stick it out? And, and you know, it's very, very difficult. And by the time you get to the ages of about 30, you don't really see yourself as uh, as being in contention if you weren't there already at a much younger age. But what kept what kept Peter going in his career? So, Peter, um, I told him I felt um, I felt I felt a little bit guilty by posting the story about Janeman, um because I didn't post anything about Peter when he made his debut at Newlands, which was incredible. Um, as you just said, I mean, playing 150 games, first-class games. Um, something like 80 list A games um, and then scoring scoring 10,000 run before making his Proteas debut uh, not not a lot of not a lot of um, sportsmen athletes will will almost see it out to the extent where where they have that numbers they have that um, that pedigree and then almost not be where um, at the at the peak I almost want to say where they could be but but Peter he's He's always been incredibly resilient, um, incredibly focused, um, internally driven, um, and that again, I'm going. I'm, I know I sound like a broken record, but again, that's just a credit to to our parents. Um, we are just we are products of the, the the two people. Well, I mean, we were raised by 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 many other people, teachers, coaches. Um, grandparents, um, um, uncles, aunts, everyone. But um, Peter's character—it um, it is his own, but it is a culmination of so many people, so many, so many um, instances where where I think um, other people might have given up. Other people might have said, "Listen, this is not for me," and that's fine. I mean, everyone is on their own journey. Everyone is. Everyone is carving out their own path in this crazy world we're living in. But Peter just decided, listen, I am, I'm going to do this. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't the, of course it was a dream for him, but, but I think he emulated, um, he, 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 he made it a resolution. So he made it a definite goal that he was going to be resolute in this fight to be where he always thought where he's going to end up and a lot of other people also thought he was going to end up so Peter's own journey own story own um, battle um, it's it's quite incredible but I think that is that is a very that is a is a perfect example for everyone not just sportsmen but people in general where um, if you're I almost want to say the only way you are going to get on top of Mount Everest is if you have the tools and the only way you can get the tools is at base camp. The tools to get on top of Mount Everest isn't at the top of Mount Everest. The tools is at base camp. The tools is in 
the bottom of the barrel. There's a beautiful saying that that runs through through my mind. If when I think about him and Yanuman, it's whatever's in the well will come up in the bucket. So the only way that you are gonna going to climb that mountain um, is if you have the the right tools and the tools you get in the valley. You don't get the tools at the peak. So Peter. Um, I wrote, I wrote a story about him as well. I think I didn't post it on Facebook, but I posted it on, on Instagram. I might just repost that on Facebook for, for people. Hopefully, hopefully they enjoy that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I can't rem- remember it exactly now, but it was two years ago when he got his first call up for the SAA side to go and tour India, and I said something in the line of he... He used the fire that was meant to burn him, to eviscerate him. He, he used that fire to forge his his um, his tools, um, like a like a like a like a, a blacksmith, if you if you if you will. So, um, he's he's an incredible human being. I'm so fortunate to to have to have him as an older brother. Um, he's a, he's an example of like you like you said. He's a from the outside, I'm glad to see people see him as re- resilient as well. Um, and he never, he never got discouraged to the point where where he thought he's going to going to give up because um, our parents didn't raise us to give up. I mean, our parents raised us to to keep on fighting no matter what. And whether it is in in in, in a sporting career or a or a re- relationship with someone that's important to you or in a marriage or in in any in any um, um, relationship with anything, whether it's a person or a career or a, a thing you're battling with, our parents um, always instilled in us the courage to to just keep on fighting. And um, for that, I think I can speak for Peter. He is also incredibly grateful grateful towards towards them. And um, yeah, I just I just wanted to to say that um, as as three brothers, um, it is. It is. It's. It's a. It's a very special, special thing that 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 we have the bond we have. Um, I, I, I always find it a little bit, a little bit disheartening when people are so surprised to see the the happiness we have for each other. And I think um, that just yeah, that just it's another story for another day. But that might, might stem from the archetype of. Cain and Abel, where Cain didn't didn't sacrifice as much as Abel, and um, he didn't sacrifice enough um, to the point where he was jealous of his own brother. And I th- I think the, th- the the three of us, um, if I if I if I may be so <laughs> so so naughty to use a little wordplay, our parents raised us or raised all three of us to be equally able in our own different ways. So so. Luckily for us, there's there's, um, there's not one cane. There's just three three very abled, um, lucky people that that's just extremely happy for each other, and and we see each other's successes as as much as it's it's Peter and Yanuman and myself successes individually. It's it's we we are so happy for each other. It's not a it's not a zero sum game for us. Um, if if Peter win. Um, or wins um, myself and Yanuman win, and it goes for all three of us. So, 
so Peter's story, I hope, um, I hope to tell his story um, sooner rather than later. But at at the time when when he made his debut for for the Proteas in Newlands, I just I wasn't I wasn't able to process that in real time. That was that was above anything that I could comprehend and put down on paper at the moment or in that moment. So. Hopefully, hopefully one of these days I can almost hack back into into that time. I think it was the third of January, and almost pin down what what went through through my body at that moment. Ah, I'm looking forward to seeing that post, mate. I'm gonna send you a friend request right away. I hope you accept. Um, I love what uh, Peter said after the game as well, where he said. Um, Life works in funny ways, and I had reached the point in my life where I decided that if it's going to happen, then it's going to happen, that it's not something for me to worry about. And he said that, um, you know, about the pressure of being in that situation. He said somebody asked me earlier about being out there and feeling pressure, and that's not pressure, that's privilege. Pressure is playing in a semi-professional game with nobody watching and fighting for your career. And I thought he had one of the most inspiring post-match uh, press conferences out there at Newlands, which shows the character of you guys as well as, as him. He is a great ambassador for you guys and the family, and I hope he gets many, many more pro tiers caps as, as, as for the rest of you as well, and I hope your careers really, really flourish. And thanks very much, Andre, for chatting to us on the Sports Live podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for having me and, and giving me um, this platform just to you know, just to share a little bit of of um, of um, our own story. And I hope to I hope to chat to you guys soon again. Yeah, hopefully. I hope to read more of your stuff as well. And I'm sure one day you'll probably even write a book about it. So, so many fascinating stories that we probably didn't even scratch the surface in this chat. But yes, that was Andre Malan, cricketer and brother to Peter and Yanaman Malan. That's it for me, Spoom Chigeliso, and you've been listening to the Sports Live podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Do also catch us on timeslive.co.za as well as Sowetan Live, Business Live. We are also on Iono FM, the Apple Podcast Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. It could be Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, Pocket Cast, wherever. To connect with us, please use the hashtag SportsLive. Share your comments with us at TimesLive or at Sowetan Live on Twitter. A big thank you goes out to the multimedia live team led by Scott Peter Smith and producer Paige Muller, as well as the Tiso Black Star Digital Sports Department, headed by Mninawa Mchana Joko. Our sound and audio mixer is Innocent Manike. From us at the Sports Live podcast, it's goodbye for now.